Hey everybody, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whenever you're checking this out. Uh, I'm Dean Rule with the Tulsa World, and this is a, a little bit of a, a bonus episode of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. We've got a, a special guest. I think I think he earns the title of special guest, uh, Keaton Page from OSU Basketball. He's joining us. Keaton, how are you doing today? I am doing good, doing good. Other than other than all the rain we're getting here in Stillwater, everything's everything's good. I'm gonna say it's been a little wet here the past couple of days. Um but I'm, I'm glad that we got you on. We've got a lot to a lot of ground to cover, I think. So uh, Keaton, I think the easiest place to start just I know it's been, I think, two years, but you've kind of stepped into a new role within the OSU basketball. You're doing player development. What what all goes into that? What's kind of the day-to-day of that for you? Yeah, a little bit, of, a little bit of everything. So I deal, uh, I deal a lot with our guys, obviously, on a daily basis. Um, so pretty much, um, I do, a, I do, I do the operations work as well. So pretty much anything, anything that has to do with off the court stuff, I, I deal with. So um, a lot of, a lot of classes, a lot of like the apartments the guys live in. Um, Obviously, just anything that's anything that's anything that has to do with these guys, which something comes up every day with them. But something, anything that has to do with off the court stuff, I, I I deal with with these guys, and so I'm, I'm I'm hands on, and uh, obviously my phone's ringing twenty four seven with these with these with these guys. But no, I'm I'm fortunate to be to be the guy that that gets to deal with them as much as I do, and 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 be involved with them as much as I do. But yeah, it's pretty much any anything you can think of that has that's not on the court related, I I, I deal with. <laughs> So that probably keeps you on your heels a little bit, just especially trying to balance. I mean, I know this offseason and I'm sure Transfer Portal does not make this stuff easier for you. That, that probably you got to be ready at, at a moment's notice to, to do some of this stuff, right? Uh, the, the Transfer Portal definitely, definitely revs things up quite a bit. So, yeah, we're we're 24-7 on our toes right now working the portal. And, yeah, like you said, those visits pop up within within 24 hours notice. So it's it's getting everything ready for those. and making sure everything's ready here, um, ready here on campus and hotels and mills and, and that kind of thing. And ready, ready for those guys as soon as they touch ground in still water that we were ready to, we're ready to show them what this place is about. I mean, as you're in the thick of a, a new off season, just how much has the transfer pool just changed college basketball in your eyes? I mean, you're a guy who obviously had an illustrious playing career, but now that you've been almost a decade out of, of college, I mean, just how much different is this whole uh, environment these days. Oh, it's definitely it's definitely a different landscape now uh, than what it was even when I played. And I feel like I'm not that far removed yet, or I'd like to think that I'm not that far <laughs> removed yet. So, but yeah, no, the transfer portal has definitely shaken things up, and um, it's it, it's a crazy time because now, I mean, used to you had your roster and you were kind of planning ahead and and recruiting kids that were in high school or the JUCO level and kind of planning out your roster as maybe this many sophomores, this many juniors, this many seniors, and we're going to lose this many seniors. So we need to, and now you have no idea. So now it's, now it's more so recruiting your own guys um, throughout the year and making sure, making sure guys are happy and, 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 and staying, staying in balance with that. And then obviously now the majority of college basketball teams rosters flip every single year. So you're looking at new faces every year and, and, and just kind of, kind of trying to piece together your roster year by year now. Do you think that's good overall for the sport, I guess? Like to the, the idea that, hey, these things flip and obviously you can turn a team really quick, but a team can also fall apart so quick. Do you, do you think that's good for the sport or do you like to see, I mean, 
guys like you, you know, who come in do the four years. It's yeah, a bit it's, of a dying I mean, breed, right? Yeah, it's obviously like I have a little bit, I have a little bit different take on it because I mean, I, the reasons I came to Oklahoma State, I feel like are completely different now for for mm -hmm. kids that come to Oklahoma State now. There's, I mean, there's obviously there's NIL involved, obviously the transfer portal, like we're talking about. But I mean, there's goods and bads to both of it. Obviously, like kids sometimes need a new opportunity somewhere and 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 maybe maybe shouldn't have to set but um I'm kind of old school in the in the fact of the transfer portal I'm kind of the guy that thinks you fight through a little bit of adversity and you get because everybody's going to hit it nobody comes to there's there's very few there's very few Cade Cunninghams out there that 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 mm -hmm. come in as a freshman and everything goes the way you want to go and you get drafted number one so those guys are those guys are few and far between but I think it's I think it's I'm more old school in the fact of the transfer portal of coming in and Sometimes things don't go right, and it's about working a little bit harder and 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 fighting through that, and and the the process always kind of takes care of itself. But in, in in another way, I do think that the transfer portal is good for some kids and gives kids another opportunity that they may need or maybe didn't make the right decision right right the first time. And so, I mean, there's goods and bads to it, but it's something that you got to adjust to now because it's it's here. Hey, and I'd, I'd be remiss because I think every coach gets asked this. But if you had, if you had to say, what, what's, do you think there's any change needed to it? Is there one rule or or thing you'd make? Man, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know when it comes to it. It's all, it's all still kind of, kind of crazy and and, and kind of new to us. Um, I mean, obviously, I think there's got to be some structure to it. And I know there, I know there's the the two time, the two time transfer type deal that they're they're trying to implement. I mean, you see though guys that have played at four schools in four years so I don't know <laughs> I don't know how how well it's going but I mean I think there needs to be a little bit of, a little bit of structure to it but like I said we're we're maneuvering we're Justin over here and and there's there's goods and bads to it and uh, I mean I think we're we're adjusting well and we'll we'll continue to we'll continue to work the portal the way we've worked it boy changing changing gears a little bit you guys signed a, a top 10 or it's right around top 10 top 15 uh high school class this yeah. season yeah. I don't play for him but you obviously work for him what, what makes Mike Boynton such a unique and effective recruiter in your eyes yeah he's just he's he's just genuine so I I mean I'm, I'm, I'm obviously in all the the recruiting meetings and the the pitches to these to these guys we're recruiting whether it's high school or it's it's transfers or it's juco kids and and he's 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 as genuine as it gets so he's he, he doesn't sugarcoat it at all he doesn't make doesn't make promises that he knows he, that he that he know he, that he can't keep. I mean, he he tells guys straight up. I mean, I about fainted about fainted in the in the the office when he told Kate Cunningham he wasn't pro promising him a starting spot that he was going to have to come here and earn it. I was I was kind of <laughs> looking behind Coach Mike's back like, hey, Kate, you're starting. Like, <laughs> like don't, don't listen to him. You're starting. <laughs> so no, but I think uh, I think it's effective, especially especially with the kids that are about the right things and the families that are about the right things and. And want to drop their kid off with at a place and a, and a coach and a coaching staff that they know is not only going to make their kid a better player but a better person when they leave this place. And my kid's on all the points. Like I mean, he wants he wants his guys to leave after after being with him. I mean, better players obviously for one and reach their dreams as basketball players. But he wants those guys to to become great fathers someday, hopefully, and and, and great husbands someday. And so he's. He's 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 as genuine as he get as it gets, and and he lays it out for them. That's not gonna it's not gonna be easy, and it's I mean it's gonna be difficult, and he's gonna push them to their limits. But when they when they come out of this thing, that they're they're gonna be better basketball players and better men. So he he hits the nail on the head, especially with especially with the families in there that really care about the right things. And you brought Kate up a couple times in this conversation, and uh, 
last time we talked with Mike, he said, hey, Brandon Garrison's a guy who could have a Cade Cunningham-like impact his first year. Just how special of a recruit is this that's coming into the program? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, I mean, we've got we've got high hopes and and expectations for Brandon. He we've obviously been on been on BG since he was since he was a youngster. And he's one of those guys you look at him right now and he's I mean, he's still a baby. Like, I mean, his ceiling is his ceiling is so high, his body, his length, his his skill set. So, I mean, he's one that we are we're extremely ready to get in here this summer and and start to work with. I mean, the entire class, I mean, that 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 entire class, Eric Daly, I mean, he's he's a USA basketball top top 50 kid that's I mean his 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 trajectory his ceiling is crazy high and then Jamiron Keller Jamiron Keller Justin McBride and Connor Dow are I mean it's a it's it's a it's a this entire class from top to bottom that we that we think can can all help us can all come in and help us win games so we're we're we're, we're really excited to get these guys on campus I think it's whenever you, I talk with people about recruiting and it, it always kind of seems like it's a it's a head rush you know when you put in all this time going after a kid and, and you get them to you land them or you don't you know it, it just seems like such an emotional roller coaster is, is that kind of how you view recruiting and, and it's really not a game but but it's you get to kind of continue being competitive and all those things and going after these kids and it, it's probably great to when you land them and it probably breaks your heart when you don't yeah no absolutely and it, I mean it's something our entire staff takes pride in and it's something that's yeah, like you said, it's a it's a it's an emotional deal because I mean I mean you start like for instance Brandon Garrison and some of these guys I mean you start you start building relationships with them and their families as freshmen sophomore in high school and start to get to know these kids for <clears throat> for three or four years and and yeah when you get them it's obviously an exciting time and when you don't it's 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 a it's a it's a little it's a little it's a little sad over here on this part but um but like you said earlier it circles back to now it's it's completely different in recruiting because you build a big time relationship with a kid and you may not get him. But I mean, now that the transfer portals, yeah. the transfer portals alive, like he goes somewhere and, and doesn't like it. Well, you built an unbelievable relationship with him for three years previous and you might be right back in the ball game. So it's, it's one of those deals. It's, it, it's, it's a fun process. It's a really fun process, especially getting to know, getting to know everything about the kids and getting to know their family dynamics and, and getting close to them and, and building those relationships. So no, it's, 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 it's an exciting time that our staff definitely, definitely takes a lot of pride in. You know, that you've, you know, you've been off the court for a little bit. Uh, how, how do you kind of reflect back on your OSU career? What sticks out when you think about it these days or do yeah, you think about it much these days? Yeah, no, definitely. And I talk to our guys about it a lot, obviously on the, in quotations, the, the, the younger guy on staff that they feel like this kind of just kind of went through it not too long ago. So yeah, I get to share my moments and my memories with them, but the the main thing that sticks with me is that I tell them all the time, and 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 this is it's crazy too because we talk about the transfer portal so much right now while we're talking, and I tell them my my favorite memories. Yeah, we had a lot of games that were that were fun and and making NCAA tournaments and winning games in the NCAA tournament, and but my my best memories were just in the locker room, like with the guys, and I, I tell them all the time that no matter what you do when you're done with college basketball in four years, whether it's here or at another university, like it becomes a job. And if you're still playing basketball, I mean, it's, it's a job now. And so the locker room is the dynamics of the locker room are completely different right now. You've got 13 to 15 guys that are all going through the same thing as you. They're going to classes just like you. They're getting up at 6 AM and doing the workouts just like you. And you've kind of got a brotherhood down there. That's, that's living the same life you are. And there's, there's no, there's no job to it right now. So this is the, I mean, this is the, the funnest four years that they're going to have. And, once it's over, now it becomes it becomes real life and it's a job. And so my favorite memories were 
hanging out with the guys in the locker room and spending time at the apartments and, and having that team and having that camaraderie because it's something that something you don't ever get back when you leave here. Now you can go play basketball for another 15 years if you're lucky, some of these guys, but it's it's just it's not the same as what it is in the in the college setting. Hey, just how hard is it when you go from a situation where, you know, you're playing basketball from you're four years old and you're you play in this competitive environment all your life and for some guys, it ends in high school. For others, it ends in college. Just how hard is it to go from that kind of – you live that lifestyle for 20 years, and then it just ends. Is, is yeah. that difficult to transition to, to the next chapter? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I mean, a lot of these guys are similar to, to what you just said and similar to what I was. I grew up in my, – my dad was my high school basketball coach. My brother's a high school basketball coach. My, my, my wife's dad was a high school basketball coach. My grandpa was a high school basketball coach. So that's, it's all I've ever done since I was, since I was a little kid. So for me, it was tough. The, the not playing basketball anymore was, was tough, but for me, it was, it wasn't as difficult because I was transitioning into something that I knew I've wanted to do ever since I was, since I was young and that was coach. And and I got to jump right into it. And obviously I had I had opportunities to go play overseas, but I was ready to I was ready to get my feet wet and get into the coaching game early and and that kind of deal. So it was tough not being out there, especially jumping on staff immediately. And those were my teammates the year before. So that 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 part was difficult for a year or two, but I was also on the other end. I was I was doing something that I knew I wanted to do since I was since I was little, and that was that was coach basketball. So you brought something interesting up right there, the the considering playing overseas. I know OSU's had some guys over the years that have done that. What's kind of the thought process there, and, and how do these guys tend to talk through these conversations with you as a coach, and then also what were your thoughts as a player with, with that whole idea? Yeah, it's just it's one of those things, and every 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 guy's different. Um, but the professional route, I mean, there's very few guys that make it to the NBA. The percentages of that are extremely low, and overseas basketball is – is 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 really big time. So there's, I mean, there's 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 leagues that are, I mean, guys bounce back and forth from the NBA to to the Euro League all the time. So there's, I mean, there's some big time leagues over there. And if guys do want to continue playing basketball at a high level and and do it for do it for a job, a lot of these guys have the opportunity if the NBA is not there to go to go play and to play overseas in, in some sort of um, fashion in one of those leagues and. It's one of those deals that I mean, it's similar to the to the NBA process. A lot of these guys, when they get done, they get an agent, and agent shops them around until they find the best fit, best league, best country, and that they can play in. And and a lot of these guys have 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 really lengthy careers playing overseas and and make a lot of money doing it. So obviously, you brought up the the high school history that your family yeah. has and and everything. Okay, so I heard this story; it's been passed down through a couple of people. So I need yeah. you to confirm it. Uh, uh, um. So when your your older brother Brady would have been a senior in high school, you would have been a middle schooler, correct? Yep, correct. He's six years older than me. Yep. So I guess uh, one of one of my coworkers was saying he interviewed your brother way back when, and and when your brother was a senior, he was telling a story that he had a younger brother who was able to beat him at one on one every once in a while, and he was a sixth grader. Is that true? Were you, were you beating up on him? So I so I got him a few times when 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 I, when I was young, but I would I would say it wasn't it was probably he was probably showing me a little a little a little love at that point. So it was it was probably when I was when I was in 
freshman or sophomore in high school when it when it when it got competitive. He he ended up going after high school. He ended up he ended up going to Oklahoma Christian. Was an NAIA All American. So he he was he was a good player. He was probably he was probably giving me a little props a little early there. So it was <laughs> it was probably mid it was probably mid mid high school. Probably my sophomore year when when things started to get get competitive with him and he was he was a good player himself. So, I mean, obviously, he's your older brother. What what kind of influence did he have on you growing up? And and on top of that, I mean, just the whole family having the background that you guys have. Yeah, he he was probably the, the I mean, him along with my dad, obviously, being in the gym with me from the time I was young and being my high school coach. But my my brother, along with my with my dad, were were obviously my biggest, my biggest, my biggest influences. And my brother's always been been my biggest mentor and he's the one obviously I go to for everything he's he's an unbelievable high school coach now but was an unbelievable player but he was he was the one from when I was a young 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 kid that had me in the gym all the time and and never let up on me and when I wanted to let up he never let me let up and he I mean he let me know from from early on especially when he was in high school and I was in junior high he was just like listen like you're 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 gonna be better than what I was and you love this thing like more than I could ever imagine. He was like, you just keep pushing. And he did. He kept pushing me every day. And 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 obviously from a young age, I knew I wanted to play here. And he the first time he heard me say that this is where I wanted to play, he didn't ever let me forget it. So so when we were when we were in the gym and I wanted to cut things short or wanted to wanted to go home and relax a little bit, he was the one that was always pushing me to do a little extra. And and he's he's been my mentor since since the time I was little. And so your dad's a high school coaching legend. Your brother's having success there. Obviously, you're having success up at OSU, but was there ever the consideration to to kind of follow the family in, in the high school route? Yeah, honestly, when I was when I was younger, I thought I thought that's the route I wanted to go was be a was be a high school coach. And then I got here and started playing here and kind of I was kind of a little bit of a um a stem of a coach when I was playing here. And I was I was up in the offices a lot and kind of chatting with the coaches in their offices anytime I could get up here or watch some film with them. And when I kind of got the the idea of what it was like to be a college coach and I kind of just got to see their world was just every day, all day basketball. And they were, when they weren't on the court with us, they were watching film and trying to figure out how to get better. And, and, and there wasn't any teaching classes. It was, it was basketball 24 seven. I was kind of, I kind of early on as a freshman, sophomore was like, man, this is, this is what I want to do when I get done playing. And, and just kind of being a basketball junkie as a basketball college coach, that's that's what you get to do is you get to when you're not on the court, you're watching it. So so that's 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 what I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. And I have a, a passion for 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 getting guys better and that kind of thing. And so when I got to see what my college coaches got to do on a daily basis, uh, it's one of those things. It's cliche, but like you hear people say it doesn't feel when it doesn't feel like work, you're doing something you love. And when I saw those guys like just 24 seven basketball, if they weren't on the court with us, they were they were they were in some form or fashion, trying to get better as coaches and trying to make us better as players. I was like, that's that's what I want to do if I ever have the opportunity. And I got lucky with with Coach Ford getting to jump on as a GA for him right when I got done. And obviously it's it's I've had a crazy time here with with the coaching changes with with Coach Ford, Coach Underwood now getting to work with Coach Boynton. I've been lucky to to get to stick around. But um yeah, I'm enjoying what I do every single day. I've got to ask though, during the dinner table conversations, does the idea ever get floated around of getting all the family on one staff? <laughs> well, it's kind of crazy you say that because my dad, uh, my dad actually retired from high school coaching this year, mm-hmm. and it was guy was early on in the in the preseason before high school basketball even got close to having games. And my brother he coaches at Hennessy, so it's about 
I don't know, it's about an hour and 10 minutes from Stillwater. My parents built a house on the outside of Stillwater, middle of my college career. My dad just drove back and forth to Pawnee every day. Well, this is the first year, like I said, that he had that he'd retired. And it was about probably two months into school. And my brother was getting into basketball practices and calls me one day. And 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 my my dad had shown up at his practice at high at high school. And this is a guy that's my dad that's coached basketball. It's all he's ever done his entire life. He's the guy that sweeps the floors and hangs the banners and just never wants to leave the gym. So we all knew as a family when he retired this year, we were like, what in the world is this guy going to do? Like, like he was either going to be showing up here to Stillwater every day or something. Well, it didn't take long. And he was showing up to Hennessy to the practices. And so I would check in with my brother every couple of days, I'm like, how's it going? He'd be like, oh, it's going good. He's, he's now jumping in and kind of running some drills. And, and then before too long, it was like, Hey, he's, he's, he's running practices. And so, <laughs> so he kind of got over there and jumped, jumped in head first and, and then I saw it. My brother sent it to me about two weeks ago, and he got he got assistant coach of the year in that region. So he's already he's already driving every day and sitting on my brother's bench and and, and coaching with him. So it didn't take long for him to get over there with my brother. And so I'm sure he'll do that. I'm sure he'll do that again next year. So we've already got two of them together. But you you won't you won't catch me on the Hennessy bench next year. I promise. <laughs> and so hey, I know it's a big debate in in the high school realm right now. I just, just kind of what are you, your thoughts? I know it's a always evolving topic, but shot clock, do you think that's good or bad for, for the high school sport? Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm one of those. I'm 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 a little biased. We 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 played fast when I was in high school. We played fast. Obviously, I scored a lot of points. Our team scored a lot of points. I didn't want to play slow. <laughs> and so we had teams that we had teams that tried to try to slow it down against us, obviously, and and keep the game close and play like that. So I'm I'm a proponent of a shot clock. I like playing fast. Um, I'm not not a big fan of stall ball, but I also understand, like, I understand, like, I mean, if you're a coach and there's no shot clock right now, like, you want to use it to your advantage. I'm the type of guy, too, that I would I would do anything to win. So <laughs> so if I was in high school basketball right now and I ran up against a, a Blake Griffin, a Trey Young, a, a Rodney Clark, uh, somebody like that, like, and I don't have one of those on my team, I'm, I'm probably going to not play into your hands and play fast either. <laughs> So I, I get both sides of it. Me being a guy that that scored a lot and the high school team that I played on played fast, we pressed that kind of deal. I I would have wanted a shot clock, but I I get both sides of it. But uh, so I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the 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 hold the ball low scoring game. So well, so Keen, we'll we'll wrap up we'll wrap this up with just kind of a couple more I don't yeah. know philosophical is the right word, but but just kind of. Just a couple of just ideological questions, I guess. You know, obviously you and your brother could shoot the lights out when, when you guys played. What do you feel elite shooters do that good shooters don't do? Yeah, I think uh first and foremost, I think it's 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 work. So I think you've gotta, I mean, you've gotta dedicate yourself to 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 getting in the gym and 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 putting up putting up reps after reps after reps. And it's the days that you don't feel like going in that that separates yourself um, from the really good ones, but I think it's to be a to be a good shooter. I think it's it starts with reps and consistency and just just out working. For me, I was for me I was smaller than most than most people that were going to play at this level, so I knew I had to do something at an elite level to catch to catch coaches' attention. And for me, it was just it was living in the gym. And to be honest, there's there's not a whole lot to do in Pawnee America. And when your dad's the head coach and you've got you've got the keys to the gym 24-7, I was fortunate that I I went to high school with a bunch of guys that 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 cared about basketball and cared about sports too. 
So it was easy to get get guys in the gym with me and work and play pickup all the time and 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 put time in. But I think to to be a good shooter, I think I think you you've got. I mean, you've got to you got to put in got to put in a lot of work. And then, hey, however you want to take this question, it's it's open ended. But you know, yep. five years from now, where do you see Keaton Page being? Whether that be work, life, just yeah, it's the plan. Um, yeah, well. Um, I hope I'm still coaching. So um, that's the plan is to coach as coach as long as I can possibly coach. Now, would I like to coach at Oklahoma State the rest of my life? Yes. Do I? Does is is that is that? Who knows? Who knows? But coaching is where I want to be. Obviously, I have a wife um, and three kids. So I've been fortunate enough to to marry marry a girl who's been around basketball her entire life. Her dad. Her dad is. Um, also retired, but was a longtime high school basketball coach. Her brother's a college basketball coach. Um, she played college basketball, so um, married somebody who understands the, the 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 time commitment and what goes along with it. So that's that's the number one process. If you ever want to be, if you ever want to be a coach, you need to you need to marry, especially a college coach. You need to marry somebody that's that's on your team, and she's she's definitely that. She's been she's been an unbelievable coach's wife. So. Um, that's that's the first step. We've got three. We got three little ones. Um, three three under four. So we got a we got a we got a crazy house right now with with little ones. So um, yeah. So five years from now, I, I see myself coaching basketball. I see myself coaching basketball for a really long time, and hope I'm fortunate enough to to get to stay around this game for for a really long time. Well, hey Keaton, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for everybody who listened. Um, as always, our stuff can be found on uh, streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those good things. And, uh, of course, TulsaWorld.com. Um, me and Patrick will probably be coming at you guys later this week with our normal episode. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this one with Keaton. Keaton, again, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, hope you have a great day. Yeah, Dean, appreciate you for having me. Have a great day as well.